Welcome back to Pixelated Audio. This is episode 11, and today we're going to mix things up a little bit with some handpicked tracks. Audio, a bi-weekly video game music and retro gaming show. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we are mixing things up a little bit, like you said, and um, playing some handpicked tracks that, you know, we just, um, we like that may not fit into a show later on. So we decided to kind of uh, change it up a little bit and try yeah, something I mean, new. We hit uh, the milestone of 10 episodes, which, you know, we were pretty excited about. And um, we're just really pumped about doing the podcast, so we wanted to find a way to maybe get a third type of episode in each month. Yeah, so basically our the idea was that, you know, we have a regularly, you know, comes out on the 15th and the 1st of right. every month. We were thinking, you know, like, what? how can we bring in some, some more music that, you know, may not, we may not get to down the road or eventually get to, but, you know, much further along the way. You know, there's tracks that are great that we can't dedicate a full episode two you know they're very short or something like that so this is something that we thought would be fun for us to kind of play around with and um, get some extra music out there and play with a, a few more extra tracks you and i we listen to a lot of video game music just in general so we put we are usually putting our library on random and you know all the time we're coming across these tracks that are just like oh man the track is so cool and so we decided to just start compiling those tracks that are randomly popping up that we really get excited about. And we decided, well, why don't we just put those into an episode so that then, you know, we have all these just a variety of really cool tracks. Right. And I think, too, that this is kind of something this is kind of like a supplemental episode, actually. I mean, this one is going to fall on our normal schedule, but um, eventually we'd like to have, you know, 30 minutes, like a shorter episode that, right. you know, falls between our scheduled episodes. So James picked out a handful of tracks and right. I picked out a handful of tracks and we're going to kind of play off each other a little bit. And um, like, I'll play mine first and then you can play one of yours. And right. And one of the exciting things is I don't really know much about Brian's tracks and Brian doesn't know much about mine. So it's almost like a little bit of a fun game for us as well to kind of, uh, you know, keep that excitement going with this, the show. Yeah. So the track you just heard was called caves of Argolis. And that is from the Battle of Olympus. Um, it was released in 1989 for the Famicom, developed by Infinity and published by Broderbun. The composer is Kazuo Sawa, and he worked for Technos Japan, but he did a lot of freelance stuff for like HAL Laboratories and um, Jalico and also like Infinity. And right, and we actually, uh, we mentioned him in a, in a previous episode with some of the games that he had done. Exactly, exactly. Um, so he's done also like, let's see, Alien Syndrome, uh, Super Dodgeball, uh, Crashing the Boys for NES, River City Ransom, really a lot of the Cuneo games. And that right. that's where we talked about him in episode two, our soccer right. episode for uh, Game Bay. What was it? Um, World 
World Cup soccer, Nintendo World yeah, Cup. Yeah, Nintendo World Cup. For Game Boy, yeah. And so we played um, one of his tracks. And so it was cool. And so this game, um, the Battle of Olympus, I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really fun. It's it's short, so you know, we didn't want to just play the loop over and over, but we had um we had to put this in because it has that just crazy like drop like bass drop right no i love that i mean in the, like you said this loops really quickly and and they jammed a lot in those that loop and that the way it right before that loop the the breakdown is Cuts so off. cool and oh, i really love the like the little blaster sounds it almost kind of had as like part of the beat to it which was that was a really neat idea yeah it's it's really cool how they he played around with the the different channels it's this game battle of olympus it's actually a pretty cool game i i played this is one of the the games on here that i actually did play and i had a lot of i had a lot of fun playing i played it much earlier than you know us recording the show like right. years ago it's it's really cool it's kind of has like a, a lot of people you know compared to zelda 2 because it right. looks a lot like you know zelda 2 the adventure of link you could almost cut out Link Sprite and, and pop it in here. And right. You would be like, well, no, you showed me this, this game and I was like, wow, this actually does look very Zelda like and, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. And so the game takes place in ancient Greece and it's kind of like if Zelda's, you know, instead of in, you know, the, the Zelda world, you know, in the Hyrule, Hyrule world, yeah. you have Hyrule taken or Link and all of the NPCs and stuff brought over to Greece and it's cool. So this, track is the the caves of Argolis and that's actually a, a region in Greece so it nice. was it's kind of cool that you basically have to meet a different a bunch of different of the Greek gods to gain power-ups and stuff and then you know eventually end up taking on uh I think it's Hades mm-hmm. in the game so it's it's neat because this, the way the story works is you and your girlfriend are strolling along and she gets bitten by a snake and dies nice. oh no yeah she, she, she dies and you're pissed off about it and you decide that, okay, well maybe if I, you know, I pray to the goddess, she'll be able to, to send me to, to Hades and yeah. defeat Hades and bring her back, bring her back. And so your whole journey is kind of meeting, getting these different power ups and, and getting your way to, to that end result. I, I never made it through as a kid. So I, you know, I, I don't really know the outcome, but right. it's a fun track. So well, what do you have? What do you have lined up next? For my first track, uh, I'm actually going to go with, uh, it's actually a pretty fun track. I'm going to go with uh, Sesame Street 1, 2, 3. Uh, awesome. And uh, the, the song is called Ernie's Magic Shapes. That was Ernie's Magic Shapes from Sesame Street 123 for the NES, composed by none other than David Wise. 
Awesome. David Wise. Yeah, no, I was excited when this track popped up. I was like, this is really fun. And then when I found out it was David Wise, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Yeah, no, I, I like that that track. It's got this fun little happy melody. You know, it's funny because when you gave me your your track list, I, I didn't want to go through them too much in detail on my own. Like, right. I, I just said, I'll just, you know. Yeah, I listened to all your tracks. Yeah, and I, to I'll mine, put a but... few on, you know, just random one doing housework and stuff i was out in the in the front yard like raking leaves and like this track came on and i was just like man i should i should be smiling right now like yeah i should be happy no yeah when i was at work when i was listening to it and um i was just like wow my day just feels so much better right now and it was really cool so um so i decided i wanted this one definitely to be in there and especially since it's sesame street you know it's not a game as us adults we'd be really excited to play but i mean it just shows that game any game can have amazing music yeah if you put i mean the the composers obviously put time into it they 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 had some thought going in like they weren't just like oh my god like i just need a paycheck let me just put anything out there i mean and david wise is amazing i mean he's done such amazing games like marble madness and um donkey kong country and you know battletoad stuff like that oh yeah like i mean he's just amazing so oh yeah so i it's it's cool to see this you know, epic composer doing something like Sesame Street one, two, three. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Um, and so, yeah, so before we move on, like I said, this is on the NES. Um, it was, uh, developed by high tech expressions okay. and, uh, published by Nintendo. So, okay. And very this, cool. this, um, like the first track that we played, this also came out in 1989. They so. were probably trying to get more educational games out on right. the system. I mean, the NES to... was blown up and I'm sure by that time people are like starting to get into the, you know, video games are bad for kids. So, well, let's make them good for kids. So. Yeah. So what can we get for like the, the really young kids? So like, for example, like when I got my NES, you know, I had, I have brothers who are much younger than me. Right. Like what are the, you know, what do my parents want to get them? I, they never got them Sesame street, but I mean, they could be like, this could be an alternative, like, yeah, okay, something less violent. You can't or... handle super Mario yet, yeah. you know, but maybe we can give you some Sesame street. Yeah. Because well, you I don't mean, watch enough of it on TV already. It's great to have, you know, something that's educational. And I mean, at that time, Sesame street was such a huge license that, I mean, it's, it was like one of the biggest shows around back yeah. in that time. So. Did, did you play this game at all? No, I've never played it, but I know I knew of it as a kid, and I knew, uh, you know, that there's several different Sesame Street games for the yeah. NES. But um, I was, you know, I kind of want to play it now just to see what some of the other tracks are like is. in context. So I, I come over like knock I'm like do really and bad. And it's like I, oh I knock, no, I look through your window and I just see like you sitting there like just jamming out to like, yeah, some like Sesame, Sesame Street. Street on the TV. Like all right, like oh this is my favorite series. I'm gonna play Sesame Street ABC now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So um, I guess we will do one of my tracks next. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what do we have um i could do let me go ahead and do dungeon explorer so dungeon explorer 2 right actually so this is a pc engine cd game and the track i'm going to play is called dark maze nice
That was Dark Maze from Dungeon Explorer 2 on the PC Engine CD. It was developed and published by Hudson Soft. And the credited composers are Yoshio Tsuru, uh, Tsukasa Masuko, and Tease Music. Tsukasa Masuko, basically, he did a lot of stuff for uh, Rygar, like the music for Rygar on the, mm-hmm. in the arcade, uh, Arkanoid for the Famicom Disk System, uh, Digital Devil Story, Megami Tensei for Famicom, the Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2 for the Super NES or Super Famicom. Nice. But a lot of the, like the sound drivers and stuff as well. There's yeah. a lot of stuff he's done. He also did um, TNC Surf designs for NES, which is pretty cool. That track is so awesome. Yeah. No, like I was saying earlier that, you know, for months we listened to stuff on random. This was a track you were like, oh my God, I found this game and the music is so amazing. I had never played it before and I was kind of blown away. Like like all the tracks on this on in this uh, in this game are just amazing. They they're all like Red Book, so they yeah. you know they're re- using that that um, CD hardware to to get all these you know different sounds in. Obviously, yeah, but, and it's so beautiful. But um, and the game itself is is simplistic. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot like um, it's like a yoked out gauntlet. Um, okay. It's got a, a top-down kind of dungeon crawling feel to it. You play as um, I. I think that I was watching a, a playthrough. Like I, I didn't actually fire up the game, and I was watching a playthrough, and somebody was playing as like a dwarf, and there's like health stats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I did read into it a little bit, but the game is kind of simple. It's there's not a lot of depth, it seems, but the the right. music is just way out there. Yeah. I no, love I mean, the, I, for, for those dungeon crawling type games. Like you're going to be listening to a lot of music while you're doing a lot of stuff. And oh man, I could totally listen to that track on just repeat for so long. I mean, yeah, it's we, so cool. like, we're listening to the track right now. Like I didn't want to stop. I just want yeah, to start it over. Let's again. Listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of. It's kind of got that. I want to say like that Caribbean kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. like the, the the percussion line. But there's like the trumpets and all the brass comes in, and you get this just powerful like this energy and it's just super funky kind of track and it's almost like you got this guy in the organ like i can imagine like a live band playing this you know yeah no that was something i was i had written down when i was listening to it is that uh you know this is a track that i feel like you could play for people that don't listen to video game music and they'd be like oh this is a pretty cool song what's this from you're like oh it's from a video game it's from uh you know pc engine cd game just yeah FYI. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I love video game music now. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm, I'm sure this was mostly done and recorded by Tease Music. Um, and Tease Music is is interesting because they're a group of a lot of, it's it's basically just a, a sound recording studio and mm-hmm. they, they do a lot of video game music and they, there's like 20 or yeah, I saw it was members. a really big list of, of members. Yeah. And they've done, they've done several different games, but um, I think that I mean this this track alone. I mean, they wouldn't even have to record video games. They could probably do you know movie soundtracks or, or um, even like TV show soundtracks. Right, because I mean it's well. it's not tease game music. It's you know tease music, which I mean these guys definitely know how to write a song. So it was it was a really cool track. Yeah, it's a really cool track. So and that also came out in 1989. So that's three tracks in a row from 1989. Yeah, just randomly. So what else we got from 1989? Oh. I- I don't know. I think my next track is not going to be from 1989. All right. What do you got next? Um, Next up, I have... uh, It's actually pretty interesting because you had mentioned Shimigami Tensei. So I have um, Kyuyaku Megami Tensei, uh, Megami Tensei 1 and 2. Uh, for the Super Famicom. Oh right, right. They uh, they is it a re-release? Was that that was the um, from my research? It shows that it was uh, like a remake of uh, Shimigami uh, One and Two with um, like some upgraded graphics and and uh, they right, enhanced the, the music Fam- so that it was a little bit a little bit uh, 
a little bit better, I guess. So um, the track that I picked out was um, 2D Mackay. Awesome. Let's check it out. Yeah, let's listen to that and we'll be right back. That was 2D Makai from Kyuyaku Megami Tensei, Megami Tensei 1 and 2 on the Super Famicom from Hitoshi Sakamoto. It's really almost like depressingly happy. Yeah, and, and kind of like magical at the same time. Right. Um, I felt it, it It had a lot of what you hear in like just regular like indie music where it's got like just interesting sounds mixed together. But I felt it just wasn't really ruined by lyrics. So yeah, it just I, was such, I mean, it was just so beautiful. And when it, it came on, like it, it met, it immediately snapped me out of whatever I was working on and right back zoned. to the music. And I was just like, Oh my God, what is this track? And I looked at it and I was like, Oh, I love Shimigami Tensei music. So it was no surprise that this that's, was so that's great. That's what it was. And Hitoshi Sakamoto, I mean, I, you can't not be a fan if you yeah. like Final Fantasy Tactics. I just, you know, a lot of the the things in this track that I I love is that bass and mm-hmm. how it has that echo. So that kick drum it has has the echo on it, and it kind of makes it more like you said magical. It has that kind yeah. of like you're out in, in the open, you know, in a I don't know on an adventure. And I I don't know, like I'm pretty familiar with the uh, Mega Ten series, but I I don't know if this track. Um, has anything to do with like you know a town or right know. no yeah it could be like a open world yeah or, i mean it could be from like a cutscene or something like like you said it has a bit of a sadness to it so it definitely has a story element feel to it right so you know you know makai could be could be a a, a town or a town name or something like that right. i'm not i'm not exactly sure but no it's it's a really cool track and i have no doubt that the rest of the songs in that in that game are, are right. simply I, nothing but amazing you know so and i I'm, would guess that this soundtrack probably has you know 40 50 60 tracks in it i mean the, from what i've noticed of shimigami yeah. games is they have a ton of incredible music it's well, just no limit to just how many amazing tracks they have so this is actually like you said it's a it's book one and two or i think just you know the first game and the second game kind of 
yeah, a compilation. Yeah, like updated and ported to the Super Famicom. So, so now I did dabble with the first game on the NES, but I never actually played this one. I never sat down and you know spent right. time with it. So I w- I'd love to go back now after kind of hearing some of the music. And even though, you know, we've had these tracks for a while, it's like, you know, now that we're kind of thinking about it and really analyzing, like, I like to go back and play it and see where this fits in. Right. It's really cool. Well, interesting. Uh, this game actually showed up on the Wii console in 2012 on the virtual console, which no was kind of neat. Yeah. So, but Japan only? Um, no, I didn't find out about that. Uh, I, I would assume Japan that, only. Yeah. Because, I would assume there would probably been a lot of work to localize it and bring it over here right. just for that. But, um, I know it would be great. I would pick it up if it came up on the Wii U. And, and this came out around what time? Did, did um, you see? So uh, this was in 1995. Okay, so much later after the the other Mega Ten games. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of. I think cool. they were just like they were doing so well. The Super Famicom is is a great system. Let's bring those over and kind of tweak them a little bit so that you know maybe a new set of people or people that loved it would pick it up again and. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this composer too. Yeah. I mean, everything that he does is. Oh yeah, I mean, we talked about him before in our Halloween episode. Um, what what track was that? Um, he worked with the Devilish series of games. So um, oh, okay, Devilish yeah. on the Game Gear, right? Um, and then some of the other just really cool stuff that he had done was uh, for me. I really always loved the Captain America and the Avengers game. Um, oh, nice. Reading a lot of comics. Was that up. Super Famicom as well? Um, that was for the Sega Genesis. Actually. Okay, um, okay. So Mega Drive Genesis. It was just one of those games that. Um, they advertised it so heavily in comic books, like, and the art was so beautiful. Oh, I, yeah. I just love the artwork for it, and I had always wanted to to play it. And now that I have played it, I was like, oh, it's just such a fun game with, um, you know, awesome music. So right. And then you had mentioned Final Fantasy Tactics, and then, uh, you know, some Shimagami Tensei PC Engine stuff too, which was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. So I, I guess I'll pick my track next. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me do something that's not too intense here. So I'm going to go with Daikaiju Deburas, and the song is Prologue Theme 3 for the Famicom. That was Prologue Theme 3 from Daikaiju Deberas for the Famicom, composed by Seiji Momoi. Yeah, I'm glad you picked something that was a little bit more um, kind of like chiptune sounding to kind of get us back to something a little bit more like specifically video game sounding. Which back to our great. roots. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, that track was really cool. There's, It's not like a super long track, but um, we were talking how it has like this really epic march feel to it and I it's think a very that, proud track yeah like I, I love that that really deep beat in the background and then with all those high notes that were hitting it just uh, it really had that like like you said proud march feel to it there's really another cool. there's another track like another song that it reminds me of so much but i can't put my finger on it i'm sure like there's somebody listening it's just like oh it's done like yeah they're thinking yeah. right in their head like oh my god like are you, like how come you can't 
think of this, but I, you know, it, it reminds me of something, but I can't put my finger on it, but it's, it's a cool track. Like I heard it and I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is cool. And this game is actually really, really interesting too. Um, composed again by, like we said, uh, like I said, Seiji Momoi who worked for daddy East and it's a daddy East published oh, game great. and developed game. And, Sage Momoi did um, Captain America and the Avengers for the NES. Nice. So back to Captain Avenger, uh, Captain America and the Avengers. Uh, he also did uh, Dark Lord for the Famicom and Heracles no Echo 3 and 4 for the Super Famicom. And let's see. There's also Joe and Mac and Congo's Caper for nice. uh, Super Nintendo. So yeah, yeah so there's a lot of fun. a lot of fun tracks or a lot of fun games that he's mm-hmm. done music for. And, you know, this is one of those, those cool, you know, NES tracks or Famicom tracks that we get to here's some some sweet stuff so i like it a lot the game is it's a strategy game so mm-hmm. if you ever played um famicom wars or um sorry advanced wars mm-hmm. uh for the you know game boy advance it looks kind of identical it's basically you are so it um, has a little bit more of like a fun look to it than like a like a serious right dark. right right so it's it's i mean obviously it's nintendo graphics so right. you've got um kind of simple sprites and stuff but you basically have to protect this city against incoming monsters oh, and those cool. are the you know daikaiju debra so you have to take turns just like in like advanced wars or something and kind of strategize how you're gonna you know these these monsters are coming in from the sea to your your city on this like island mm-hmm. and i think you're given different scenarios to where i played through a little bit i, I think there's also a rom translation now i'm not 100 oh, okay. cool. sure i i played the japanese version because I don't need the ROM translation, but yeah, that's, oh, I, <laughs> but that's anyways, great. Uh, I, I played a, um, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes of it just to kind of check it out. It's actually really fun. You have to strategize where you're going to move your units and mm-hmm. how to, how you can protect your, 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 your city and your different buildings and stuff like that. So it's, it's actually really, really surprisingly cool game that's awesome no I, I would love to see if there's a rom translation out there because for me as a as a, you know when i was younger i didn't really like strategy games i didn't i didn't get it it like i wanted action i wanted like to be in control and um now as i've gotten older I've, strategy games are just something that's so great i mean it, it i've appreciate them for the the amount of uh, thought that it has to be put into them it's not just run and hack and slash it's like you got to really plan things out kind of like chess or you know some other yeah. type of board games which is really I love cool. it I mean we we both put in way too much time into Fire Emblem Awakening so oh yeah I think yeah. it was like 80 plus hours yeah and like I mean that. even like tactics like Final Fantasy tactics and stuff but this is more of like a strat like a war strategy right so there is I, I don't know if your units I didn't get far enough into the game to know if your units actually can really level up right a whole lot or not like but you can see your your different like your vitality and stuff like that you can see like uh you know certain stats to each unit and like your attack power and stuff so no that sounds like a great uh premise for a game um protecting your city and you know from all sides and stuff but i mean that track was just so great it was such a such an epic feel that it just kind of it makes me really want to try that game out just to hear what some of the other styles of songs are from there and daddy is really polished their yeah. their their early titles i mean i later on you know there is some they have some kind of eh, but their their early stuff is it always yeah. seemed really polished to me so um i'm gonna go um move forward in time to 2004 for uh monster hunter on the playstation 2 i have a track called lone wolf that i want to play for you guys
That was Lone Wolf from Monster Hunter on the PlayStation 2, composed by Tetsuya Shibata, Masato Koda, and Mitsuhiko Takano. What a sweet track, dude. Yeah. It's just, I love, man, like one instrument the whole way through mm-hmm. just on that. What is that? A centaur? Yeah. That's something, what it's, called. I, I don't, it's, it's so like, it's got that kind of mysterious, you know, sound to it and really, you know, echoes and you hear the vibrations on the other strings the and vibrations. there's all these long held drawn out, you know, notes. And I just, Wow. Like, I just want to see that guy play live. Like, yeah. whoever that is. Yeah, just by himself on a stage with a spotlight and just, just you know, playing away. I mean, it has such an emotional feeling attached to that song. And and um, really, I didn't, I'm not familiar with a lot of the Monster Hunter games. My entry was in the newest one for the, the Wii U. the Which we played together, actually. Yeah, which was great. I mean, and then I loved it so much, I had to pick it up for the 3DS as well. But um, one thing I noticed right away from the series is the music is just so great. Like... There's some silliness to the game, but there's some a lot of seriousness. And right. this track really, from the, the beginning of the series, which is so beautiful and such a great emotion going with the, the title of the lone wolf. I mean, you play as a single guy, you start out and you... You know, you go and hunt down monsters for towns and things like that, and you upgrade and and things like that. So it was just such a cool track. I mean, is, I would love to see where this fits into the is, game. Is very cool. Like when I first started hearing it or listening to this track, like I thought, like, okay, is it gonna pick up or mm-hmm. or you know, I wasn't getting bored with it, but I was like, I, I'm expecting, you know, a lot of like a lot of music. You know, they they eventually lead into something. Yeah, and like the tracks are fading out. I was like, wow, that was awesome like mm-hmm. that just like i just feel like alone <laughs> so yeah it's, and, it's really cool and when that track came up I, I was like you know i know we're gonna have a lot of stuff that's very fast paced and stuff and and one of the things that i really loved that we did in episode two was we picked a soccer track oh was, the sega saturn yeah there was such a beautiful guitar solo and it was i mean it was just an amazing track and, and it was just great to see something that anyone can appreciate that i mean anyone that you play they're gonna be like wow that's amazing skill that's so emotionally beautiful and so i kind of wanted to throw that into an episode with you know these other tracks that are fun but something that's you know kind of like heart-wrenching a little bit yeah and whoever the the artist is who's playing he or she is who's playing this this instrument like i would love to see you know some more of their stuff and i'm sure if we 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 look up um this is capcom right so right yeah when did this come out? In the 2000? 2004. 2004. So, and this was the first entry in, in the Monster Hunter series. And right. one of the cool things that I found out about this was that um, Capcom's production studio one, when they, they came up with the idea for this game and two others based on, um, they wanted to make a network game for the PlayStation 2. Okay. And so, and the other two games that they made were um, Auto Modelista and um, Resident Evil Outbreak. And they oh, figured, okay. I, all right. So when they figured out those three games, they figured, well, at least one of those three games is going to sell a million copies. And the interesting thing is that Monster Hunter and Resident Evil Outbreak both broke the million mark, which was kind of neat. So, you know, it's funny because I put off getting into that series. I was like, ah, you know, Monster Hunter. It, okay. I, mm-hmm. I get it, you know, but after kind of hearing more and more about like four, we, you know, we both picked it up for Wii U and, um, we decided like, oh, yeah, we'll just give it a shot and see how it yeah. goes. And it was on sale. We got a pretty good deal on it. And, and we thought it was a fun game to play online together. I mean, there's 
like we put in, I don't even know how many hours we put into that game. 60, 70 hours. Right. But I mean, that's nothing in comparison to like some guys online. They're like, oh, 300 hours plus. Yeah. No, I mean, and one of the great things too was that, uh, you know, playing online with people, sometimes the online community can be filled with a lot of jerks. And uh, everyone that we ran into on Monster Hunter was so amazing, so helpful. Um, and because the great thing is you can go online and you can play with people and you can use their level to your advantage. They can help you beat monsters. You're nowhere near ready for. So they were so helpful with, oh, this is how you do the, the, the weapons upgrades and the armor and just so cool. I mean, yeah, we ran across people that's like, oh yeah, yeah. I put in like 700 hours already. Yeah, like they would, they would join into our party. So we would just, you know, meet online and create a party and just like, Hey, let's go do some, you know, like hunting and some quests yeah. and stuff. And they're pretty easy, like low level quests when we first started too. And people would join in like these really high level people and they'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll show you how to do this. Like yeah. I'll, 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 I'll kind of train you and walk you through this. I'm like, well, this guy, he's not getting anything right. out of, out of showing us this. He's just, he's excited that more people are into the game. And yeah, I mean, and it's just, it's fun to hunt. I mean, it's, it's something that's really cool to just go out and like you said, he's destroying monsters like crazy and but it's for him it's still so much fun to help someone and to just go out on an adventure with someone else which is really cool yeah i i like that aspect of this game a lot and i think that monster hunter for uh you are for it was just for ultimate ultimate yeah. i think something for like that. the 3ds is gonna yeah be oh i can't wait I'm totally can't gonna wait. pick up that new 3ds just oh, to man. play it yeah so i guess let's move over to one of my tracks so i picked a track from Combat Cars, released in 1994, which is a Sega Genesis game. Nice. And the track that I picked is called Mountain Track. So let's listen to that, and we'll be right back. heard mountain track from combat cars on the sega genesis composed by john carag wow way to turn back up that intensity yeah right uh, uh, it's that good. was super cool that was a track that i didn't i didn't get a chance to listen to ahead of the time so um, i'm blown away that was awesome and i couldn't really find anything else that um the composer has done john carag but um it's developed by scan games norway and published by alkalade it's weird because 
I don't know what other games they did. I mm-hmm. m- maybe could have tried to track down a few others, but I nothing really came up immediately. So I was like, well, I guess that's all I can find there. But it's it's an interesting game, and this track is really intense. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's a little repetitive in the beginning. And just when I think like, oh, it's starting to loop, you hear that kind of breakdown again. And yeah, just it's really industrial, really intense. Yeah, I was kind of feeling that same way. Like, oh, this is super cool. But now it's it's feeling like it's getting a little repetitive. But yeah, that one once it starts to kick it up again, I was like, yeah, this is just nuts. And and I don't know, for me, it felt kind of Xerinx like I I was just Um, you said like it kind of fit like with our Xerinx episode. It's got that Jesper Kite feel. Yeah, I I don't know if it's, you know, because it's also Genesis hardware like Syrinx really used. But, oh, man, that was really, really cool. It was like such an awesome intensity, great use of the Genesis hardware. And just it didn't have a lot of that really grunginess, but it was still really Genesis. It feels like so this game is a it's like like a demolition derby kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's a race. It's it's a racing game, you know, obviously kind of like RC Pro-Am, but with weapons. Nice. And there's nothing really spectacular about the game. I played a little bit of it, and hey, it's all right. But mm-hmm. I feel like this track, I, I feel like I sh- it should be a first-person view when, I, when I'm seeing this. And I should be seeing, like, going through a tunnel, just, like, mm-hmm. super fast speeds or something like that. But this this track really... Like Scorcher. <laughs> yeah, like Scorcher. There you go. In a big sphere. Yeah. Uh, magical ball or whatever it was. Yeah, it's yeah. like the, like, speed bikes or something. Yeah, speed yeah. bikes. That's right. Um, but... The, the track is fun, and, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot else to say about the game. I mean, you could check it out. It came out for, you know, the Mega Drive and uh, the Genesis. So, I mean, it was all over the place. And a, yeah. a lot of people actually know about this game. So, it's not like it's like some rare, weird game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've heard of Combat Cars. It's not something I've played. And I never heard the soundtrack until this song now. So, I, I'm ready to go flip on that you know as soon as we're done recording here and just listen to the rest of it yeah it's it's pretty cool the other tracks on here are, are, are pretty awesome stuff so yeah definitely um a cool track so let's move over to uh what you got next okay uh let me check here okay so um i'm actually pretty excited about this next one the track is called talon overworld main theme from metroid prime pinball for the nintendo ds
That was Talon Overworld main theme from Metroid Prime Pinball from 2005 on the Nintendo DS. I, you know, I had Metroid Prime Pinball. Mm-hmm. I loved that game. It was so good. It makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, she can turn into a ball and it, it's just great. And the thing that they added for that game was the wall jumps and being able to actually fire a weapon, which is cool. It is a very awesome game it's very far very very fun and of course like any metroid game it's going to have amazing music and i mean that's also because of kenji yamamoto that one of the composers um, right so i mean because he had done uh, a lot of the metroid series uh super metroid metroid fusion prime trilogy zero mission uh metroid you know hunters it's yeah. like this is and this is a a song i mean because metroid prime pinball was you know an offshoot of the metroid prime series so right. we can hear like that Talon Overworld main theme. Like, I mean, you play any Metroid, you, you play Metroid Prime. This is the song here, and yeah, it's a really cool uh, transition to, or you know, translation rather than to the to the DS. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to hear it through, you know, that hardware. And but it's it still has that eerie, you know, kind of X Filesy kind of yeah, very, space. Yeah, l- eerie but beautiful and you know, kind of industrial sounding. That's kind of what I got from it. And that beat, that's uh, like I just love the way that Metroid music sounds. Yeah, it's. I mean, anybody listening knows that theme. I'm sure. Yeah. It, you know, I'm sure that everybody out there has played Prime at one point. It's, well, I mean, and there's a reason why Metroid games are so highly regarded. I mean, their music is incredible. The gameplay, I mean, not including the gameplay, is you know awesome. But the music is especially just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, even series. even like the the later one like metroid other m people for some reason people are like oh this i hated this game or you know i heard a lot of criticism about it yeah. i played it all the way through i loved it yeah i've played it i I really liked it too i, I thought it was a great that. like and that you know the music is awesome music the soundtracks for every single one of these games is just stellar well it's, i mean just look at the title screen from the original metroid yeah that is just incredible it's, it's so simple such and a dark so, nintendo game yeah scary haunting and yeah that's a that's a good word for it is haunting yeah. so um, this was uh the first game that sold rumble pack too yes yeah that was what kind of created that whole craze so it was i don't know where my rumble pack went yeah. i have this i know i know where the game is i mm-hmm. just don't know where the, the rumble pack. i guess it wouldn't even work for me now since i i don't have my original ds fat anymore yeah but Oh, and, and before we move on, I want to make sure to mention that uh, the additional composer on this was also uh, Masaru Tajima. So, uh, okay. So it was the, the two guys worked on this uh, soundtrack together, which awesome. is just incredible. I mean, uh, also someone that worked on the Metroid Prime trilogy series. So, And it's it's funny that you picked this track, too, because we were talking, I mean, this is months ago. Mm-hmm. And we were saying, oh, yeah, like because we have like just a million ideas for you yeah. know, episodes to do. And we're like, oh, man, we got to do a, a pinball episode. Yeah, and, we both love and, pinball. And we have that lined up. Trust me. And I guarantee. Oh, yeah. We've got some great stuff pinball that, that, you know, we found that just, you know, playing with random games. And, and I remember you came back from Japan and you brought me uh, Kirby pinball. And, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I love that game. I think I have it downloaded somewhere. But I mean, to have a cartridge for it and, yeah. you know, Pokemon. So many great, like, like licensed pinball games. Even the original awesome. pinball for NES was great. Yeah. But I guess we've uh, had some some good memories with uh, Prime, so let's move yeah. on to one of my tracks, right? Right. So next on the list, so I picked actually a pretty odd game. Um, this is called Valora Valley Golf, and the track I picked is Background Music 4. So let's take a listen.
That was background music four for Valor Valley Golf on the Sega Saturn. We don't have a composer actually for this. Yeah, but it's, it's gonna a, happen. It's gonna happen. It's it's so it's published by Vic Tokai and the developer was T and E Soft. And so it was probably, you know, somebody who was just you know, contracting or I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I mean, in 1996, that's still kind of early for uh, games to really be recording really heavily on who's doing what. Um, I'm sure maybe if we could get to the credits or something, we yeah, could maybe find if we, if we checked out the credits, um, I, you know, we could ask one of our friends or something who, yeah. who might know. Yeah. And I mean, if any of you listeners out there know, I mean, it's a really cool game. I'm sure if, if you've heard of it, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. So it's funny because that track is, is really up tempo. It's really upbeat it's a golf game yeah wouldn't expect it's a golf game no because you know when i'm sitting there like playing on the you know i'm on the green and i'm trying to putt and take my time i don't want this crazy hardcore music playing but this game so let, let's actually talk about this yeah. game a little bit yeah um the music the, like you heard it's it doesn't sound it's not really that for cd quality music it really sounds almost synthesized like super nintendo music yeah like, i could see that like it doesn't sound like it, there's nothing special for this like red book it, yeah it doesn't that, really utilize the the ability to actually have like a real sounding uh, instrument yeah so it, it still sounds totally synthesized um but it's cool because i i own this game i actually bought it a long time ago mm. uh for the saturn and it's funny because valora valley golf is basically golfing in hell it's it's just this bizarre game like I, I don't even know how to explain it other than it's a golf game in hell well yeah when once you say it's a golf game in hell okay so the, the music doesn't really feel golf to start with yeah and but then it also doesn't feel golf in hell so it, it has that juxtaposition of oddness to it right um, and there's all these weird obstacles like aliens or or devils or whatever they they are there's all these obstacles and the backgrounds are like volcanoes and like lava yeah. and stuff. fiery so, death <laughs> but you're like these normal like the sprites are are like these normal like you know older guys and women like golfing like yeah. wearing so their another... normal golf gear with like their headband or, or their you know visors yeah, and their little, ha- their little it, hats it's so out of place and so awkward but so um, yeah so it's just a game that's just filled with crazy juxtapositions and it's like you see these non-evil looking people and it's like wow what did you do to get in hell and you're actually getting to play golf in hell so it's yeah it's it's a bizarre game um i played it a lot for yeah. a while when i got it just because i thought it was so weird yeah well and, i mean sega saturn that's your like holy grail so, yeah i, I mean, love this i love me some saturn yeah. but it's it's funny because i picked when i picked this up too i didn't know anything about this game like yeah. i was like valor valley golf all right sure whatever it was like three dollars i think i was in yeah. high school and i was like three bucks somewhere in like some bargain bin and so i was like all right so it took well, it and even the cover only kind of hints a little bit at it i mean it's not like a really dark scary looking cover i mean it's got that sega saturn feel to it and then it's got like a little window cut out that's you know like a volcano-ish golfing scene i don't like, think oh, okay, they like, actually state anywhere that you're golfing in hell i don't think they state that anywhere oh, in okay. the game but it's pretty clear so Anyways, it's it's a it's a cool track. Um, it like we were saying, it sounds very to me. It sounds very Super Nintendo, but it's it's still cool and it's way too fast for this game. Anyways, well, I mean that could be another uh, juxtaposition is that it's not Sega Saturn sounding that it, it sounds like something else, you know. So you have all this weird like doesn't quite nothing quite fits, but it all works together well. I'm sure the composer was like, oh, let me think exactly. Okay, so they're doing something totally different. I'm gonna go ahead and do something totally yeah, different. Something that, I'm gonna make it sound like a Super NES. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't think they thought that that hard on it, but right. 
Um, anyways, why don't we move over to your next track? Sure. Um, actually, I think this is going to be our exit track for the episode. So why don't we do awesome. our plugs real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, you can visit us online at pixelatedaudio.com. We have all of our show notes for this episode too. So we'll have everything listed out for you and you can check mm-hmm. that out. Feel free to comment on the show or you know leave any questions, suggestions, whatever you like. If you know who the composer is for that last track, please, by all means, let us let us know. Yeah, I mean, even if you just got some comment, you like it, you don't like it, I mean anything we just love hearing from people so uh, you can also find us on twitter at pixelated audio and recently we started an instagram um, which is also at pixelated audio so you can follow some pictures that we'll be posting i think that that moving forward like this this these episodes that kind of our our mix of episodes here our mix of tracks that we're going to be doing we're going to be you know throwing these in later on like i said this was going with our regular schedule but we're not going to be we do have a theme usually for every show and we're going to stick to that but um, I had a lot of fun, you know, playing oh, yeah. this stuff. So super fun today. Yeah, very cool. Any uh, shout outs for you? Um, no, I mean, I think uh, we've been getting a lot of good uh, feedback from people, a lot of excitement. So this is just great. I mean, I, mean, I can't believe how how uh, how great the community that we're starting to build around the show is going. And yeah, it's just and really fun you know, for it, us. There's the community in general, like the video game music community, like you know, a lot of the fans, like uh, you know, other podcasts and and other people in like VGMPF that I've met and just everybody's just really cool and just likes, it's all about this, this music and yeah. it's all about and getting I mean, it out there to people, more people finding out that video game music is not just something silly to be dismissed, you know, and video game music aside too, like we're big gamers. I mean, that's, that's what makes us, in, you know, get into video game music and the games are so important to us. This is one way for us to share with something that we like, you know, we, yeah. this is an audio, podcast so like this is one thing that we we're we're also passionate about and it's it's really fun to do so um go ahead and visit us online and taking us out james with your last track so we have another sega saturn title we have spaceport juggernaut from x-men children of the atom from 1996 developed by rotobo games and published by capcom um, I'm really going to butcher these uh, composer names. So you think you help me out here? Yeah, it's Takayuki Iwai, Shun Nishigaki, and Hideki Okugawa. So yeah, uh, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next episode.